we're up to our long-distance dedication. And this one is about kids and pets and a situation that we can all understand, whether we have kids or pets or neither. It's from a man in Cincinnati, Ohio, and here's what he writes. Dear Casey, this may seem to be a strange dedication request, but I'm quite sincere, and it'll mean a lot if you play it. Recently, there was a death in our family. He was a little dog named Snuggles, but he was most certainly a part of... Let's come start again. From coming out of the record. Play the record, okay? Please. <clears throat> See, when you come out of those up-tempo goddamn numbers, man, it's impossible to make those transitions. And then you got to go into somebody dying. You know, they do this to me all the time. I don't know what the hell they do it for, but goddamn it, if we can't come out of a slow record, I don't understand it. Is Don on the phone? Okay, I want a goddamn concerted effort to come out of a record that isn't a fucking up-tempo record every time I do a goddamn death dedication. Now, make it, and I also want to know what happened to the pictures I was supposed to see this week. This is a god, last goddamn time. I want somebody to use his fucking brain to not come out of a goddamn record that is, uh, that, that's up-tempo, and I got to talk about a fucking dog dying. Oh my god. Ah, fucking dying. <laughs> that's a dog too. That's the best part. Snuggles. Of course, Snuggles. What song is this? This is uh, Helix by Justice. By who? Justice. Oh, it's beautiful. A little bit of EDM for you on this, uh, on this late, uh, well, it's early Monday morning for you. Listen to this. All right. I thought you might enjoy that. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> What's up, everybody? It's the Mezzanine Sleepover, episode 31. I am at Megamix.com. I am Slip with five eyes, at Slip. Slip. That's on Twitter for all you uh, folks out there. Yes. Uh, at Symbol is, uh, I believe, number two with shift on your keyboard. And you will be listening to this around uh, February 15th, oh. 2016. Hope you had a special Valentine's Day with lots of smooches. <laughs> yes. Yes, I, I, I hope so, too. Yes. I hope you didn't get fucking dumped. <laughs> Just saying. We are we are uh, raring to go here. We're on a TV taping, so we're taping this a week before you hear this, but we are excited. We just talked about but, sports, and I'm sure... I mean, I know a lot of you heard it last week because of, as usual, all the feedback. So many God, people... It's, it's, People are just so fucking engaged in this show. It's amazing. <laughs> I know. I just, it's almost like I, uh, if I had, if I could reply to all my DMs, I would have no time to do anything else. So thank no, you for those who wrote me. I'm sorry if I don't reply, respond to all of you. Um, yeah. it's just the feedback is overwhelming and, uh, all positive. So thank you. <laughs> thank you. We are, we are psyched tonight because, um, we're, we're, we're going back to basics for us. It's talking about music. Yes. And uh, this week, we are going to talk about concerts. Yes. We are going to talk about... We're going to do this in two parts. Yep. Uh, the first part, we're going to talk about uh, 10 memorable shows that we have seen each. Yes. Along with, of course, the the, the clips. We always play in. clips. We and don't give a fuck about any rights or copyrights or anything. We're not paying a dime for this. And if someone decides that they want to, you know, uh, you know 
tell us to stop, then we'll just, I guess we'll just have to stop doing the show because we're not making any money on this, folks. Despite all the people that listen, we don't make a fucking dime. Yeah, so. we, we only do it for you because you yes. keep writing it. Like, I, I actually had somebody kind of like, and the, the intro reminded me of this where they were like, you know, uh, I, I was, uh, I had to spend a couple of weeks in the hospital. Well, nothing like crazy. It was like pneumonia. Like, they were kind of a puss. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but they're like, I was in the hospital and those long nights were made shorter by mezzanine sleepover episodes. Oh, I, you know, absolutely. I mean, so that's I, why I, we do it. Him. Not for money. Him. And I get people like, I, you know, I got, I got, they, they tap me. They're like, I'm listening to your show right now. <laughs> it helps me get through this long workout, you know, like I'm, 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 I'm trying to better my life. Look at you. Hard. Have to slip but in. Listening that you, to your show makes ha- it go blaze, blaze by here on the elliptical. Have to slip in that you're going to the gym. Look at you. Well, you know, I'm trying to lose a little bit of weight there, big man. <laughs> I should be doing the same. Oh, it's, it's a long slog, though. At some point, I'm going to have to change my diet because it's, it's, it's slow movement. It's like you go to the gym and then on the way home, it's just, you know, McDonald's is right there. Right, <laughs> right between the gym and your place. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> I don't get so fucking ravenous. <laughs> so uh, live concerts. Um, basically we are, yeah, like you said, we're going to do 10 each. Then we're going to go back and we're going to take a look at our top 25 artists that we did a, a, a month or two ago. And we're going to uh, take those five, our top five, and then discuss if we've seen them, uh, what a memorable, memorable show was, or if we hadn't seen them, what show, what, what would we have liked to have seen? Yes. So that's what we're going to do. It's pretty fucking simple. I, um, we, we both kind of compiled it. You have gotten quite a few shows that you were actually at. Uh, I only have one show that I was actually at that I have a clip of. And I'll explain as I go along. And I have two artists where I couldn't find decent clips. So I got studio versions. Sorry, peeps. And uh, let's, you know, just before we get into it, let's just be, you know, honest here. Uh, when it comes to having seen live shows, especially yeah. when we get to about 2000 and onward, Yep. Uh, I, I, I just carry a bit of an advantage. A, a sizable advantage. A sizable yes. advantage. And that is because you have always been in Winnipeg. Yep. Which means you have to wait for something to either come to you or it's a special trip to see it. Yep. Whereas I moved to Ottawa and uh, had proximity to Montreal and Toronto. Which and I have, in the last five years, have seen probably two concerts. Yeah. So that, that move allowed me to up my concert going substantially. Yes. And then when I moved home, again, another difference. Uh, you have a child. Yep. I have no one who loves me. Oh, hey, now. <laughs> except, for, except for the listeners. Uh, uh, yes. And so I fill the void by going to shows. Well, and it's fucking awesome to go to shows. I would love to go to more shows. Um, coincidentally, my, my list is going to be, if you, are, if you like fucking 90s music... <laughs> <laughs> get fucking ready, fellas and ladies, because we're we're about to take a trip. <laughs> so I think you started the last time, so I'm, I'll start this time. Go for it, buddy. So this, again, first of all, we're going to talk about uh, 10, 10 memorable shows that we've been to. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I'm going to go in chronological order again. Great. You're, you're a stickler for the chronological order. I thought order. that I was going to have a lot from the 90s. I don't. I have one. All right. And unlike some of the other ones... Uh, a, I was not at the show. Ooh. And B, the band that we're going to listen to didn't even have the same lineup when I ended up seeing them. All right.
so this is I'm Mother Earth. Of course it is. This is a clip from Snow Job 1997. Perfect. On Much Music. Yep. Uh, so this is the uh, Edwin-led version. Yep. So here's what happened. Uh, I forget if it was Edgefest or... I don't know what the name of the concert was. Somersault. Or, Somersault, I guess. 90, 1997. Yeah, maybe Com- it was Edgefest. Somersault didn't come along until later. Okay, so this 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 thing comes to Winnipeg, and it is led by Our Lady Peace and I, Mother Earth. Yep. And it's known at that time, it's known at that time that this is uh, Edwin's last uh, jaunt with I'm Mother Earth, that he's leaving the band. Yep. I was there with you, buddy. I was not at that show. Well, you weren't there. I was there. I had to go on a trip for a pipe band concert or competition out in Alberta and was so unhappy. (laughs) Was that clip from just a general Edgefest one from that year? That is from Snowjob. That's from Snow Job. Sorry, that's right. Yeah, this, that's not not the Winnipeg show, obviously. Yeah. So, uh, so, anyways, when I did see I Mother Earth, and I've yep. saw I've seen them a few uh, multiple times. Yep. Uh, it was with their new singer Brian Burn, Burn and uh, he was fine. Yep. Uh, the band is the same, and uh, they are fucking amazing. <laughs> they are great live. They are amazing you know, live. Yeah, you know, and the, f- the cool thing about them is that a they're uh, they're extremely talented. And so you get a kind of a different brand of, of alt rock that you would from, let's say, someone like Our Lady Peace, right? Um, and the singers were always, <coughs> both singers are sir, more than serviceable. Great voices. Great voices live is another thing. Um, but the thing with I'm Other Earth, it's fun now. I'm Other Earth puts out like a single every like two years, and it's usually pretty good. It's like a pretty good single. Mm-hmm. It's like they're doing it right. Like, fuck, like albums full of bullshit from a band that's past their prime, clearly. Just, you know... Hey, we got a really good song. Let's put it out. Um, <laughs> I'm Mother Earth. I saw the concert at Edgefest. Um, the big thing was is that we were kind of sitting far back. It was at the stadium, and uh, we were sitting far back on the. Uh, well, we were probably on. Well, we were on east side, on the east side. So the stage was on the west side of the stadium, and um, I remember during I'm Mother Earth, uh, Rain Mida came out. They're all buddies, you know, whatever. And he came to sing on something, and and the buzz was that that was the new singer. <laughs> Um, another story about I'm Mother Earth, because it's not on my list, um, is when I saw them for the first time with the new singer, it was at, oh, God, I can't remember what, it was at a club. I think it was at the Pyramid, because I was there. It was at the Pyramid, and that was the day I wrecked my fucking uh, Geo Metro on Provence, or I wrecked my, wrecked my Geo Metro on Provence Bridge. I, re- I reviewed the concert for fucking uh, whatever. That's how what, I got in. Yeah, I reviewed the concert for one of those magazines. Yep. It wasn't uptown. It was the other one. Yeah, you you got me in. You uh, right. were doing the review, and it was kind of like a it was like a small gig show because it was kind of like introducing the new singer. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Pretty it was good. Fucking fantastic. And then we saw him at the rendezvous, and that show blew my mind. Yeah, it was fucking good. Good lie, Mother Earth. Cajun man would have liked this segment. <laughs> All right. All right. So I'm going to start. I'm going to start. Um, I'm not in chronological order. I'm kind of going back and forth and doing some stuff, but I'm going to start with my first uh, rock concert I ever saw. So uh, this is a studio version, so... All right, so this is the Watchmen. Uh Uh-huh. They just played here. Yeah. I saw them last year here. And you know what? It was fucking great. It was just great. It's just rock and roll, man. Just local. It's good stuff. Um, this was I saw them 
March 20th, 1993, at the West End Cultural Center. Uh, this track is Sleep off of McLaren Furnace Room. I chose it. I, I could actually found a version that was decent. They had a um, they uh, they did a remaster of their second album, and they had a couple of live versions of the tracks, but that was in 1993, so fuck it. Um, I wanted to go with something kind of relevant to that concert. First show I ever saw, first rock show. Um, it was amazing. I remember going... Um, and I, when I first got the album McLaren Furnace Room, I was, uh, it was late 92, it was around Christmas. And I, I, I went to the Musiplex, I probably told this story in shortened form, but I went to Musiplex and I would listen at the listening stations. And I picked up this album, I was intrigued. And I was listening to it and I liked it, so I bought it and I took it home. I, on tape, of course, because I was fucking, <laughs> you know, 15 and cheap. So I got it on tape. And, uh, I remember being like, just, um, <laughs> I was flummoxed because I didn't know what this instrument was. It was a fucking harmonica. <laughs> but anyway, I, 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 so I see them and I, you know, it was great. So it was a bunch of us that went, Cajun Man, um, local, semi-fucking-famous Jay Williams, <laughs> and some other guys. And I remember what happened was, was we were, you know, it's like 1 a.m. and we're, at, we're in, the, in the West End. We're all 15. And, um, well, Cajun Man's almost 16. And we get... We get we had no bus to get home because it's fucking Winnipeg in the middle of the night, and so we managed to make our way to fucking Portage Avenue in front of whatever was still there. One of these, one At of the these, time, yeah. At what, probably some ladies' clothing store, and we finally like call like Cajun man's mom, and they come pick us up, and we get home. I remember I get home, and this is I get home, and my my dad's sitting there in the dark waiting, eh? Just <laughs> ominous. I was in so much trouble for being so late. I didn't call. Well, you know, to call, you got to have a fucking quarter. <laughs> and, and you know, the time, you know, I didn't call. And, you know, it's not like now. You could just use your cell phone. Just call or text. I'm going to be late. Here's why. He probably would have come pick me up. But nope. <laughs> the first of, of a few times where my dad would have to pick me up at a concert and would be mad at me. <laughs> he, of course, didn't pick me up. He's waiting in the dark. Classic. Good for him. So, yeah, the Watchmen. Yeah, my, uh, the Cajun Man and I went and saw them last year. And it was it was thoroughly enjoyable. Yeah, they played here. I kind of wish I'd went. I wasn't a big Watchmen fan, but I, mean, I haven't seen a show in a while, so you probably would have enjoyed it. It was just good, you know. It's just it's just straightforward rock and roll. But you know, they they play some good tunes, and of course, in, they've kind of gotten the, the legendary status now with the uh, Any Day Now from the uh, Hockey Night in Canada and uh, intro, October 9th, two thousand eleven. Mm-hmm. Classic moment. That could have been on the sports moments. That's but, you a know. great clip. That's when I watch that. I, probably every couple of months, I'll just plug that in. It's great. It's fantastic. I mean, you know, just good stuff. So anyway, The Watchmen, first ever concert. So awesome. I'm, I'm hopping ahead. I thought I was going to get a lot more from the 90s, but I, I and I had some ideas, but I uh, didn't go there. I hopped ahead to 2005. Wow. I know. 2005. Right. Uh, and what's odd, actually, is that I was in uh, Ottawa from 03 to 06, and I only have two clips from 2005. And there's now, a hang on one second. I would like to preface this by saying, though, that part of the reason here is that we have top five bands later on, so we're not including them here. That's correct. So, so that's you're going to hear some stuff out of order for you, especially that you may go back. Yes. Okay, good. So, uh, so I will too, but I'm not in chronological order anyway, so it doesn't matter. So we're, this is going to be guaranteed crossover. We're in at the same show, but this band's going to come up on your list. Here we go. Well, of course. Well, 
so this is Pearl Jam. Yes. Uh, the encore, the like third encore, whatever. Yep. Uh, at the Corel Center show in Ottawa in 2005. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sleater Kinney on the stage with them. House lights up. Yep. The whole arena packed. Big party. Bebopping uh, all over the place. Yeah, just amazing. Uh, I had never seen them before. I uh, was never a massive fan, but uh, Cajun Man, who was living in Ottawa at the time, asked me if I wanted to go. Yep. I was like, fuck it, Good let's, choice, let's go friend. see uh, Pearl Jam. Yeah, you amazing see show. If you like rock music, you got to see them once just because that's it's 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 they they're the 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 live shows kind of are are what I mean, they're they're studio, but it's still decent. But it's it's something you got to see. And of course, yeah, everything of course they're on my list. They're my they're in my top five. So I will get to them. And of course, you're going to be able to grab um, all of the shows like this one was a download that I got after the show. Yep. Uh, along with, I'm sure, something that you probably have. One thing I want to say about perusing this list of live shows yep Do you, like god 15 years ago you'd be like i i found this tape with this live show yeah crazy now so many live shows just on, on youtube reading list and i found it yeah yeah all the time now just so easy to find a live concert but this yeah. was like a big deal trading live show like soundtracks once oh yeah at Pearl Jam, especially early on in the first uh, in the first eight years or nine years of the band, yep, it was all tape trading, and it's the same for a lot of bands, a lot of tape trading. It's funny because you know, like I, I was stumped on Watchmen. I could have found stuff, but it wasn't it wasn't good enough. Yep. Some of the quality, um, especially the cell phone videos, but like all these now, so many soundboard concerts that you can find. Great. All right, your all right. second one. My my second one here. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump ahead. I'm jumping back and forth. I'm jumping ahead to 1996. And uh, you can run number two. So uh, this is the Smashing Pumpkins. Mm -hmm. Um, This track is... Okay, well, I saw them on on September 24th, 96 at the Winnipeg Arena. Nice. A uh, a terrible sounding concert, but a fun concert nonetheless. It's the Winnipeg Arena, so the sound stunk. This song is um, Siva. It's from uh, a bootleg that I bought. That is not. It's from uh, 1995 at the Reading Festival. I actually have the concert from Winnipeg in uh, MP3 form that I found uh, recently. But the sound quality is so bad that I would never want to include it. This show um, was interesting. Um, First, first of all, it was like two months after their keyboardist died of an overdose, and they subsequently kicked out their drummer who was there and also overdosed. So they were, uh, and of course, the keyboardist that died was Jonathan Melvoin, who is the brother of Wendy and Hannah Melvoin of Prince and the Revolution. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the uh, the drummer Jimmy Chamberlain uh, was kicked out, and so Matt Walker of Filter and other bands uh, filled in. And uh, but it was a pretty raucous concert. I remember a lot of people being pissed off because they played Silver Fuck for about nine minutes and people got really antsy, <laughs> but it was awesome. Uh, I also went with Kid Tetris and some other dudes. And uh, at the time, Kid Tetris lived on Portage Avenue, well, it wasn't on Portage, just off Portage Avenue across from Polo Park yep. in some apartments near that fucking cemetery. So we just walked across, got some eats at his place and then at A&W, I believe, and then walked across to, to, the, to the show. And we also debuted a, a little song that we used to sing, <laughs> where we would put with three, two, one, and then say hat. And I won't get into it because you know <laughs> we don't want to get into that. But yeah, um, 
classic show. And uh, Pumpkins, uh, I did see them one other time at Somersault in 2000 when they had um, when their drummer was back, but uh, their their bassist their bassist was gone, and Melissa Oftomar was playing bass, and it was a terrible show. <laughs> it was just bad. Just bad. It was like after uh, Adore, the album, so they had gone kind of electronic. And uh, unlike some other bands, they did not pull it off very well. Uh, this is a rougher clip, uh, and I was not at this show, but it was in the same year that I saw this band. Here we go. Right. Yes! Easy! Love this clip. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it back in in a second, but White Stripes, obviously. 2005. Uh, 2005, and this clip is hardest button to button, which I love when they play it live. So good because at this part, it's amazing. So good. Amazing. So. It's, yeah. Okay, now I've got a story, and. Okay. Uh, some of this you may know, and there might be a part you don't. Okay. So I saw them in 2005. Yep. It was on a Saturday night in Montreal at the Bell Center. Yep. And it was right after, um, not Elephant, the one after that, the Satan album. Get Behind Me Satan. Yeah, Get Behind Me Satan comes out. And up until around this point, I wasn't a big fan. Nope. And so uh, I had two friends who I worked with. And uh, they kind of wanted to go to the show, and they'd been talking about it for a couple of months in advance. So I was like, fuck it, I'm going to go to the show, and uh, I'll prep by, like, you know, listening to stuff. Because I knew I knew enough stuff, but yep. I was like, okay, I'll, I'll make an effort here. And that's when I became a fan, and then, of course, went to the concert. Yep. And uh, it was just, it was fucking amazing, right? Yep. So the best part about this is, this was probably my best weekend in Ottawa. This okay. was a Saturday night show. The Friday night show, I went to uh, Pearl Jam. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> the one right. I just talked about. Yep. Next night, go to White Stripes. Yep. Then I get home from the show. It's like we drive back from Montreal. It's like one in the morning. Yep. Uh, let's just say that uh, that that night, I had a visitor come over. <laughs> no. <laughs> After that, I'll just leave it at that. Well, you know. You know. Yeah. Nice. And, and then the next day, uh, I went. I saw athlete in Ottawa. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> Playing what a perfect fucking weekend. Which of course, athlete, you know, vastly different. I was going to actually pull some athlete to finish the story off, but not at the same well, level as the rest of this. Don't get, don't don't worry about it, brother. I may have you covered. But I had a lovely, lovely weekend. Like that was a great weekend. Three great shows. A little slip action. You know. Nice. <laughs> so I want to say um, there that I, I was going to jump in and be like, hey, let's play that. Let's. I obviously there's crossover there. Yes, but we're gonna wait. We'll talk about it later. Okay, because I think we can. We have more to talk about. So yes, it'll it'll come up. All right. So before that, though, we got to go on to my next song. Um, uh, this is uh, yeah, we're gonna go to 2009, and uh, you'll remember this. And uh, the, the the track is not from the show, but it's from the same tour. So go ahead. Yes. It was a death metal. So good. Yeah. So we saw them. You were you were there. 
I was. At uh, the Garrick Center, or Garrick Theater. Yes. July 26th, the day before your birthday, 2009. You, me, my wife, Kid Tetris was there, I believe. Yes, and there might have been someone else. There might have been somebody else who shall remain nameless. And, um, yeah, this track is uh, I Got a Feeling, Just 19. It's from it's from February of that year in Toronto at the Cool House. Yeah. So I, I found that bootleg and downloaded it. So it was nice to have some uh, Eels of Death Metal in my collection uh, live. What a fucking show. They're fun as fuck. It was amazing. I uh, I saw them the year before at a, at uh, in Chicago. I saw them play a show. Yep. They just happened to be playing while I was there, and then they came to Winnipeg, and they're coming to Winnipeg again. I know. I mean, you know, it, it's just like... Uh, With Death From Above, 1979. I know. I know. It's, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're thinking of going. We might actually venture out to a concert. Good stuff. Because uh, my wife loves Eagle, Eagle Death Metal, which is kind of funny because it's not... She's more like into like the folk kind of rock and stuff like that, but she fucking loves Eagles of Death Metal. And she's got like a soft spot now, you know, because they've gone through so fucking much. Yes. But... Um, legitimately. That, That's not tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. Like, legitimately. No, like, this is not like a joke. It's for real. And it's it's touched her in a way. You know, she's she's like, I really want to see them. I'm like, great. Well, let's fucking go. <laughs> I would be remiss if I didn't mention the awesome cover of Taking Care of Business during that show. Awesome. <laughs> it's, on, it's on YouTube, the Winnipeg version of it. It's, 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 it's like, you know, filmed with a potato, but it's, it's, it's good. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. that was... Oh, no, there you go. I Eagles that show. I'm very happy to have gone. I forget who opened. Do you remember? Uh, no, I don't remember. I sh- I, you know what? I started when I was taking extensive notes, like on things, and I just, I kind of missed doing the openers. Okay. Don't remember. Uh, this one's a little bit of a dirtier clip, but it, it sounds, it actually doesn't sound too bad. I was uh, at this. This is 2007. Okay. Still there? Yeah, I had some lag, but I'm I'm back. Alright. So that is this is the rapture. Yep. House of Jealous Lovers. Doing House of Jealous Lovers at Coachella 2007. You fucking sassy bastard. Uh World I, Traveler. I talked about um L C D sound system on an yep. earlier episode because they were on my top twenty five list. Yep. And uh I did not include them in this list today, even though uh when I've seen them they've been memorable shows as well. But they played as well. It was it was the Rapture and LCD Sound System kind of back to back in uh-huh. one of these big dance tents at like eleven at night in in California. Oh, good! So much fucking fun. Probably the best thing that I saw. Um, and it was a good three days, but that was probably the best thing that I saw in those three days. Beauty. Uh, and they are awesome live. That sounds awesome good. Live. And another another band that I did not put on this list, but I would recommend if uh, you can see them because they'll be easier to see than the Rapture. Is uh, Chick Chick Chick. I like Chick Chick Chick. They are live. amazing live. That's some some fucking dancey poppity music. And like anything that's dancey poppity, but with a live band, not like oh, yeah. not it's like awesome. DJs, is awesome. Yeah, it's great. Fucking great. Good good choice. The Rapture, two thousand and seven. You said two thousand and seven. Fuck sakes. I went with. All right. I went. Well, with, I went. With I can f- nerd it up if you want. Oh yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, let's go with number four. 
No preamble. Five <laughs> Who's this? Oh. All right, Bon Jovi. Uh, this track uh, needs no introduction, but it's from the '95 show at Wembley Stadium. I ripped it off. Uh, well, I ripped it from YouTube off. Uh, uh, it's a DVD. But I saw them in, in October 8th, '95 at the Winnipeg Arena. Now, I was an alt rock, you know, disciple. So I, I was like, I don't really want to go, but some people wanted to go, so I went. We sat in the in the very back of the higher end. Of what are they? <laughs> the back seat, back row bandits. Back row bandits, not in the upper deck, against the brick wall, the gray brick. Yep. Back row, but you know what? Fucking great show. Like they fucking brought it, and I played the '95 clip because I wanted to get a feel for what they sounded like in '95. Though really, it's Bon Jovi's. Who cares? I just remember the show was good and it's packed full of hits, right? And um, but they had the, my favorite part was that they had these giant inflatable um, people at the side, uh, at each end of the stage. One was all the devil, and the other one was all a sexy lady, <laughs> all driving all the music. <laughs> and that's about it. It was Bon Jovi. It was. I was glad I went. I kind of wish I'd seen Bon Jovi. I wouldn't anymore because I'm sure that they no. probably they probably do like real like contemporary rock versions of what they used to do. Yes, but uh, there was a there was certainly a, a window where I would have liked to have seen them. Ninety five was at the tail end of that window, I would assume, because they were into Always and all that kind of shit. But it was still had the rock and stuff, and they weren't so old. Uh, okay, this is from 2009, another show that I, uh, this is a recording from a show I was at. Please. I had entered into a marriage in the summer of my 21st year. So this is the Decemberists? Yep. Uh, this recording and I'll, I'll i'll bring it back up in a second is uh from rock the garden so there's an art gallery in uh, minneapolis yep. uh called oh here hold on i think this part they're all like five of them are playing drums here yep. anyways uh so what can i say about this uh, Rock the Garden was at this sculpture, like it's at the Minneapolis Art Center, which is kind of a sculpture garden and then an art gallery. So outside they do, uh, now I think it's a two day thing, but this at the time was a one day thing. And it was Decemberists, uh, Yesair. Nice. And uh, there was another band, uh, Calexico. <clears throat> oh. Who, who all played. So it was just like a nice day. Yeah. And uh, the, the Decemberists, I'm not, I'm. I'm uh, not a huge fan. Like, I wouldn't see them again unless they play Hazards of Love cover to cover. Well, yeah. Which I mean, is, you that was one of your uh, top songs of the year once. I love Hazards of Love. It's a great album, cover to yep. cover. It has to be heard front to back. And so, yep. one more story about this. I saw them play it three times that year. The, wow. la the last time was at Austin, at Austin City Limits. Huh? The second time was here at Rock the Garden. The first time was at the Sasquatch Music Festival, in, uh -huh. uh, which is at the side of this gorge. Like, it's literally like, at, at the edge of a canyon. Mm -hmm. And when they were playing uh, one of the songs, the crowd all got distracted and kind of were looking up at, at the side of like this, like kind of not a mountain, but like a cliff. 
Yeah. And it's like, what's happening up there? And you all look up, and there are two people fucking. <laughs> just like, you just see their silhouette <laughs> where they're bagging while the Decemberists are playing. Amazing. Okay. Amazing. So anyways, uh, I would see them again if they played this. I, I wish I, I wish they put it out on DVD, but anyways. Well, you never know. Um, all right. Uh, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's uh, shoot ahead. Well, we're going all over the place. Let's go to 2001 uh, for my next one. Track four? Number five. Five. Of course. That's Sloan. Um, this clip is not from 2001. Okay. It's from 99 on, on Four Nights at the Palais Royale, so mm-hmm. it's not... It's... Uh, I don't... I would never get the the show that I remember. I've seen we've seen Sloan tons of times, um, you know. But this one was uh, the Get Together Downtown Festival in two thousand and one. What? Uh, I worked at the CBC and CBC Radio was a partner, so I got you know it was free. It was outdoors, but so I went there and I took pictures for our site or whatever. And uh, I had my little digital camera. I was so excited taking all these black and white shots. And, uh, yeah, it was just, I, I believe they were on, like, they had, like, three stages, and one was on Hargrave. And right, right, so right on Portage Avenue, just, it was a good show. Fucking great. By the way, I was sitting here going, why wasn't I at this? And now I remember. Well, you didn't live here. Yeah, it rhymes with shit. That's where you I lived. In Dedmonton. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, Sloan, I, I can't, I can't count the times that I've seen them. But this one was memorable because I was a little web dork with my little camera. Nicely done, your little my digital camera. It holds holds. Get together downtown. A Glenn Murray special. Ah, Glenn Murray. He's now my minister of the environment. There is. Uh, all right. This I am ninety nine percent sure this is two thousand and ten. Okay. Uh, and uh, if it is, if if it's two, if it is two thousand and ten. It would have started uh at second one of two thousand and ten. This show. Okay. So this is Yay Sayer. Talked about him a little bit, but here yeah, we go. Yeah, I saw them they, again they, earlier. Yeah. Uh, I love when they do their live show because they break into some like funky word stuff or some like vocal stuff, which you're gonna do right away here. I have one of their live albums. Uh, So I saw them play New Year's Eve 2009, going into 2010 in Chicago. Nice. I just decided like probably three weeks before, I was like, ah, I have a little bit of time on my hands. What what should I do? And I looked around at like Minneapolis and Chicago. And yep. they were playing on New Year's Eve, and then uh, the next night, the Black uh, Keys were playing. Nice. So I was like, fuck it, I'm going to go down and see those shows. So, yeah. I got, they had like a big-ass countdown, uh, counting down from like 10 minutes to zero to the new year. And Perfect. then as soon as it's new year, they come out and play Ambling Elp. Ah, oh, so good. So, uh, yeah. So, anyways, yes, so, there. So, the, uh, I wonder what this, this new album is going to be like. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I don't One know. Better, better produced bands out there, though. Yeah. It's really good. Eclectic. Awesome. And I've seen them, I think, four or five times now. 
The first time I saw them was the same day I saw that Decemberist. No, it wasn't. It was the year before. Again, it's Sasquatch. They were like the, <laughs> the 12 noon band like that no one came and saw and, and all their equipment was fucked up and they ended up playing like four songs. Jesus. But they were still but they were still good. Good stuff. Yay, so. Sayer. Classic. I credit you for introducing me to them. They are awesome. All right. Uh, you can just play number six and then we'll talk about it. So this is Wilco. When did you see Wilco? I saw Wilco on August 26, 2002 at the Rendezvous. All right. This was on their uh, Yankee Hotel Foxtrot tour. This track is from 2005 on a live album. They have a live in Chicago album. But this song opened the show, and it's fucking amazing live. Um, not like a giant Wilco fan, but uh, the, the Kyle Meister was like, let's go see Wilco, because he's all loves Wilco and, you know, shit like that. I was like, why not? And you know what? It was fucking great. Played a lot of, um, a lot of their, the album they were supporting and a lot of their Billy Bragg uh, collaboration stuff. It was great. And it was a little rendezvous, classic venue. It's too bad it's gone. Too bad it's gone. It's fucking great. I don't have a lot to say. I just really enjoyed the concert. Good. Yeah. That's sometimes, sometimes that's all you need, right? Yep. Uh, 2011, uh, I saw this band. Mainly it's one person, but it is a band. <laughs> in in uh, New York City. I was just like, and I wasn't a huge fan, but I was like, I'll go check this out. So glad I did. And they're going to be here in a month and it's going to be so exciting. Here we go. Oops, that's your clip. <laughs> Wilco. <laughs> All right, here we go. Hard to hear it. Yeah. Uh, this is the Butcherettes. Ah. This song is called Dress Off. Now, this is, you tweeted this recently. Not this, but well, did you tweet this I song? I may have tweeted this one, yeah. Like recently, like in the last two days. Yeah. Something. Yeah, you were excited. This, oh my God. I was wondering, Amal, is this for the sleepover? Yep. Oh, it is. <laughs> She's fucking wild. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. Yeah, just like crazy and like, so much fun. Well, my Just, interest was peaked, so I'm I'm gonna be checking it out. Yeah, and uh, dress off's a great song because uh, there's actually oh, here we go. she's singing it all like quietly here. Take my dress off, and then the climax is right here. Nice, gets a big pop. I don't awesome. know if you heard that. Yep. But yeah, it gets a nice big pop when uh, when she lays a big f bomb down. Uh, so. They're great. Uh, she's great. The well, another memorable part about the show, uh, it's it's in this small club in New York. Y you're standing on the floor. The stage is kind of just this elevated platform. That, so you're kind of looking up at them, right? And uh, the opening band was a band called the Black Bells. Okay. Who are a Third Man Records like Jack White produced band? They're four four oh. women. They kind of dress like witches. <laughs> nice. They they sound all right. Like it's you know it's it's fine. Uh, but anyway, so there's a couch on the stage, but it's over to the side, kind of like it's on a ba it's on a backstage area. Everyone can see it, but it's clearly off to the side of the festivities. Uh -huh. And this dude is sitting on the couch, and he looks completely fucking drunk, like just uh -huh. just sitting slumped, no, like completely lifeless. Okay. And so it's like okay. So then I start watching the band. I don't even pay attention to him. 
And all of a sudden I look back and this guy who had been sitting there like just normal clothes. When I look back, he's in his fucking gitch only. He fucking runs to the front of the stage, does a fucking stage dive. No one catches him. He face plants on the floor, gets up, fucking walks back up the steps, sits down on the couch. <laughs> Amazing. So but yeah, That's so it was a good night. But Le Butcherettes, there you go. Check them out. Check them out. All right, I'm going to go a little bit classic here. Number seven. Oh, yeah. Oh, of course. That's Soundgarden. Um, this is this track is Spoonman, and it's from 1996 tour. Yeah. The only thing I could find. Um, I, I saw them August 8th, 94 at the Winnipeg Arena. <laughs> Winnipeg Arena, um, man. So many memories. Oh, my God, the arena. I remember a few things about this concert. Um, we had general admission seating. Uh, it was just a pit. No seats. Just a fucking pit. I remember the Cajun man went home without a shirt. <laughs> I fucking crowd surfed and was like, you know, you lean the head back and there's fucking Chris Cornell. Blew my fucking mind. Um... They were supporting Super Unknown. This is this is Soundgarden at the height of their powers. Yeah, the absolute, the peak, the Super Unknown tour. Um, UMI from uh, Australia opened along with Reverend Horton Heat. UMI uh, took one look at the picture of the Queen. The guy got so mad, he called it a fucking monstrosity. <laughs> it was fantastic show, and uh, yeah, just um, one of the one of the early. You know, like we're talking 94. My first concert was in 93. One of the first big, like, well, probably the second big, big show I ever saw. Did you get in the fucking... first one coming up later. Did you get home late and get in trouble? No, not this time. Good we for you. We got picked up and we got home on a, at a good hour. But uh, memorable show. This uh, this show, the My Wave video, was purportedly filmed in Calgary. But I'm telling you, it could have been the Winnipeg Arena with the fucking hockey boards. Nice. I'm telling you. So, yeah, Soundgarden classic. Not a great live band, though, when I listen to it now. Kind of a bad live band, but um, back then I was in, enraptured. Well, I'm going quite the opposite because I'm going with the best live band I may have ever seen. All right. This is White Denim. Uh, this is not a live clip from any... It's a live clip, but not from anything I've seen. Not from anything you've seen. Uh, not from any shows that I've been to. 2011 was the first time I saw them. I was in Montreal. And I just knew. I knew. Yeah, they they yeah. played at this, like, tiny... It's not even a club. It was like a, like a little hall. Like, the stage was like... Remember? Uh, no, oh, this is bad, because you're the only one that remembers this. In my in basement on Easy Street, that little stage in the basement? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like that, eh? Like an inch off the ground. That's what they played on. And you just kind of stood around. Drum riser. Yeah. Just like. A little like, drum riser in your basement for your yeah, drum. Pretty much. That's awesome. what they That's what they played on. Hey, and Tommy Lee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I was just like, this, this is going to be a rad show. Yeah. And then I went and it blew my fucking mind. I was, I was texting someone and I was like, oh, I'm not going to write so much because I don't, you know, like I don't want to overdo it. Y'all couldn't stop it. But anything that happened, I'm like, oh my god. Oh my god. Like, what the fuck is happening? Stuff that I didn't even know. Like, stuff that I didn't even know that they played. And it was just like, oh. And uh, I've, I've 
I've probably hit, you know, seen them six or seven times since. And like anytime, doesn't matter. I'm not even big on their new albums. Like the last album that they put out, I could do without. Yeah. Um, you know, they're kind of changing what they are as a band because they're a little more mainstream now. Um, and again, it's not bad, but it doesn't, it wouldn't stop me. No. And and if they were opening, if it was like, if it was like Nickelback's playing a concert and uh, the opener is white denim, I'd go. Oh, of course. So of course you would. You pay to see Nickelback and then walk out. Hey, (laughs) that's good stuff. I wanted to say something because I, I, I made, I I was talking, alluding that you were Tommy Lee with your drum riser. (laughs) Have you seen, or any listeners have seen the, uh, I believe it was like a new year's like, like this year where Tommy Lee had like a roller coaster drum riser and it got fucking stuck. <laughs> He's all hanging upside down, like four, 30 feet above the stage. I think I heard about this. Yes. I it's never saw terrible. it. <laughs> but for all, for every, for, for all how bad it is, the dude like just takes it a fucking stride. He's like, he just doesn't give a fuck. It's like, Hey, it fucked up. And he all gets, has to get rescued. So I love, good. I love how Tommy Lee tried to like, uh, make his image so that he'd copy evil Dick. <laughs> come on ah uh, Tommy Lee alright All right. so you talked about maybe the best concert you ever saw now I'm gonna go this is a little bold I, I, I've i never really said what was the best show I've ever seen I could probably name a few but for a long time this was the greatest show I ever saw number 8 number 8 number 8 I woke up this morning let it run for a bit And I said, hello, sweet Satan. Well, I believe it's time to go. That's tea party. Yep. I saw that this is from 2012 in Australia, but... August 17th, 95 at fucking Sunfest. I'd be hard-pressed to find a better show. Like, it was a fucking, like, a a religious experience. And I was a Tea Party fan. And it's funny, I never even put them in my top 25 or anything, but I... But for a few years, fucking amazing. Oh, there was a period of time where you would have... If you'd done that list from, what, 94 to 98, they would have been on your top 10. Oh, absolutely. Um, And this song is Sun Going Down. It's a blues rocky kind of thing with the big fucking twelve string. So fucking good, and uh, um, I just remember Cage Man and I saw that. Sunfest '95 was a bit of a, a rough one. I don't know if you remember Sunfest '95. You weren't there, but we went and we saw Tea Party on the Thursday night, and on the Friday it started to fucking rain like hard, and I got fucking sick, probably from drinking too much of the Schnapster, you know. <laughs> I was a, I was a Dr. McGillicuddy's man when I was 18. <laughs> and uh and uh, Cajun man had this fucking he had this Mercedes, this old Mercedes. <laughs> and we drove back in this torrential downpour to Winnipeg from Gimli and the fucking water was coming in through the floorboards of the car. <laughs> and we got back and it, of course was sunny. And then so of course it's like, well what do we do? 
And I was just like, I'm going home. And then I'm like, fuck it. Let's call Scalet and watch some wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next day we went back to Sunfest. And, uh, but the, we, the Thursday night, it was like when they, they started like the four day weekend, it was great. Tea party, fucking awesome. So that was uh, a classic show. I saw them last year. I, you know, I've seen more than a couple of concerts in the last few years. Cajun Man has had me out to a few. I saw fucking tea party. It was great. They're all, I'm, I bet you, I haven't seen, I have to start going to some of these again because they're all fine. Like they're all great bands. And it's just like, yeah. I like the band. They're going to play enough of the old shit. Got to yeah. go see them. If um if you want to see a good band like a good like really good talented band they're a really talented band extremely talented and that's and it's it's they're tight right like it's it's tight music so yeah it's good stuff all right my number nine this is from two thousand and twelve I wasn't at this either but here we go. Huh? That reverb. So this is a band called Night Beats. Good old Night Beats. Um, who I've seen again a number of times now, but they're they certainly haven't broken out. Like I've seen them. Uh, I saw them at the Horseshoe here in Toronto a few months ago, and that's probably the biggest venue I've seen them in. That place probably holds, I don't know, 400, 500 people. Yep. But I've seen them twice in in memorable, like, small venues. Yep. The first time I saw them was in 2012 at South by Southwest. Okay. They played in a parking lot behind an apartment building. Nice. <laughs> they just, they just, oh, here we go. Fucking love that song. So yeah, they played. Uh, they played. They just set up a couple of amps and had the drums out and just played in the parking lot. <laughs> that was their venue. And then uh, it was better than the parking lot concert I saw, where a cover band played "Summer of '69" by Brian Adams. <laughs> and then the other one was Walmart parking lot. Anyway, go on. I went to this bar and now I can't remember the name of it. I think it's called the Hexagon Club. Okay. In uh, Minneapolis, which if you go. It's actually uh, I uh, I just because I haven't really been back on any trips. It's a place that I would probably go to just to hang out at. Okay. It's kind of like this bar where you like with the like the big like wraparound bar where you can sit with stools all around and the bartenders in the middle. Yeah, get yourself a cack and sit down. So you're sitting there, you know, order a pizza. They have a good pizza there. Yeah. Everybody in the bar is super friendly and like makes friends with you. Yeah. And uh, and then they have this other room, and again, it's just this little tiny like drum riser. And uh, it, it's just like the corner of like uh, of a room, and they set up there and it played. And it past towers. Yeah, and they just played right there. It was uh, it was it was great. So, uh, but they're awesome live, and uh, I was just glad that uh, I don't think they're ever going to amount to anything big. They just put out a nice album on the same label that Temples put their album out on. So, you wow, know, I know. So it's a little more mainstream, but yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? They would do better if they named themselves Night Beast. Night Beasts? I think there is a band called Night Beasts. The the greatest B-movie ever. (laughs) Night (laughs) Beast. (laughs) Terrible. All right, so for my next one, which is number nine, and you can get it ready. This will be the only one where it was not in Manitoba. You can play it. Of 
Causes athlete. Ah, yes, like who I mentioned earlier. Yep, I told you we'd have it. Um, there's a, a lot of things about this. Uh, so we saw them, you and I, May 19th, 2005, at La Tulipe in Montreal. <laughs> they uh, opened for Snow Patrol, if I'm not, if I'm correct. That's correct. Did Embrace play, or were they not at this show? Embrace did not play. What happened was Embrace was the opener for the first half of the tour. Yes. And then Athlete took over for the, the second I half. I figured it uh, we were, I was in, uh, there's a lot, there's a, this is kind of a longer one, I guess, the discussion. Yes. Uh, we'll start with the show. Um, I was in, uh, I was in, uh, your neck of the woods for the Cajun man's wedding. And I spent the first few nights at the Cajun man's house in Carlton place. Yes. And, uh, with which, him and which his is fiance like a, and dogs, which is like a, just a little out of town suburb of Ottawa. Yeah. Uh, so it's probably what, like, like West of, of Canada. Yeah. And, uh, so I spent the first few days with him and him and I went to Montreal and, uh, did really nothing. We just went, I don't even think we, we just came, we went and came right back. And I remember at one point he was like hiding cause he thought he saw a fucking just for laughs crew, all, all whatever their ones where they, where they prank people playing tricks yeah, just for laughs gags or whatever. He's all running away. He starts running away. Well, what are you doing? <laughs> I don't know. I, I thought I, you know you know his voice. Yeah, I thought I saw just for less gags. So anyway, so we'll come back and I spend the rest of the time uh, out, out in the Pian with you in the Riviera Gates. <laughs> and uh, so you and I are like we go to fucking Montreal, and you you had you had quite the week planned for us, so that was nice. Uh, so many activities. We had we had, we, had, we, had, we were planning on going golfing. That didn't pan out. It was raining, but uh, we went to Montreal. And uh, you had you had got us some tickets to a couple of shows. So the the first the first night we saw Kasabian. Yes. At La Tulip. <laughs> and uh, who was with Kasabian? I don't even remember. I don't remember either. But that was a good show. I'd never seen them or heard heard them, and it was exciting. And that night we had you know you go downtown, and uh, so we're in downtown Montreal, and we had tickets to the noon showing on the opening day of uh, of of uh, Revenge of the Sith. Yes, we did. We had we had we had pre-ordered tickets at some place near our hotel um, to go see it, but we're walking around Montreal and we see a three a.m. showing. <laughs> so we're like, so we stay up all night after the show. We walked a shit ton too. We I I remember I don't even know we parked so far away from that from that fucking club. Yep. And anyway, we end up downtown Montreal. We watch Revenge of the Sith. We're all so hyped. We go back sleep for a scant few hours. Get up, watch Revenge of the Sith again, falling asleep in the movie. Yes. And then that night we went to see fucking Snow Patrol and Athlete opens and I was fucking blown away because I was like, fuck, it's fucking banned. And it's this fucking song. I'm telling you, I, it, 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 it's the, it's that the song back then I was like kind of affected by it, but now you have a kid. I have a kid and it's like, oh fuck. I'll can't listen to this song sometimes. Wires? Yeah. Yeah, because it's just so hard. It's and a... you know that they like his kid the, the singer, and I can't remember his name, but his his daughter was born prematurely, and the song is about that. And of course she ends up okay. In the song it says, but still it gets me every time, so I listen to this. I had to include it. Yeah, the it's good story and the fucking song is sad. It, it well, yeah, it is. I mean it's a sad song, but it's a good song. It's it's, it's a good a song, it song. ends well, you know, but it's I would recommend anybody go listen to it and get the old the waterworks going. Wires so, by athlete. And this is from 2012, live at Union Chapel album. Okay. There you go. Uh, my last one, this is a little rough a track, but I was at this. Uh, I was at a uh, festival called Burgerama. This would have been Burgerama oh. 3. 
Yep. In uh, Los Angeles, actually, I guess yep. in Santa Ana, uh, we're in this. Uh, we're in. It's kind of this. Um, there's an outdoor stage and an indoor stage. The indoor stage is there's a couple of them inside this big hall, and one of them is kind of like this theater-looking thing. So we're way, kind of way, way back on the balcony, looking down. And this band comes on, and I'm kind of excited to have seen them. I don't know a lot about them, but I've heard a lot. So I'm like, oh, yep. what are we gonna get? And this is what we got. So this is death. Oh my god. I couldn't fucking believe it. Oh, they're so good. It was it was goddamn ridiculous. This is a song called Rock and Roll Victim. They're so good. Here, the the other parts come up here. So anyways, this so fun. This venue is packed by the way, packed with like kids. We are, <laughs> yeah. like the oldest guy there, like a creep. Uh, cause it's like an all ages kind of show, but this is an absolute, like imagine, uh, there's not a comp, comp like, I guess it would be like the, um, if you took the Burton Cummings theater, yep. you tore out the third balcony and you had the second balcony be standing room as well. That'd be kind of the size, okay. but, but then fill it, like pack it completely. And that's what it was when this band was playing. And it was just com- like totally wild, totally wild. Oh, good. So death, that's, that's my last one. So glad I, well, there was a lot of young people there, right? Like I said, they're very young. <laughs> like kids. Yeah. Kids wow. and then me. So Great. anyways. Yeah. Okay. Um, we got a little crossover here, but uh, different show. Number 10. Nice. That's the white stripes, Ob's. Um, this is Blue Orchid, uh, off the album that was from the same tour. I saw them. Not a big fan of this song, and then I heard it live. Oh, it's so amazing. Changed so much. Yeah. Uh, July 2nd, 2007, when I wrote in here, Winnipeg Arena, but it's MTSN. Yes, it was. Uh, we, we were there. It was amazing. It was great. I've never seen just a more exciting show. It was fucking awesome. Yep. Uh, we also had fun singing along to a lot of songs and ruining songs for people. <laughs> like Nicole Cold Night. Great <laughs> show. I believe Kid Tetris was there. He sure was. My wife was there. It was great. Yeah, it was a great show. I uh, yeah, I was I was very excited to see that show. They had like the that, they were playing with the big red stage, the two yep. level stage where uh, Jack White is on the second level, kind of bopping back and forth, playing guitar with the smoke around his feet, so it kind of looks like he's floating along. Yeah, it's so good. And that was their tour where uh, it didn't they didn't finish the tour. That was nope. like the end. That was like the beginning the, of the end of the band. Icky Thump Tour. Yep. Be- because uh, they decided that they were going to play every Canadian province and then every U.S. state. Yep. And they finished the provinces, but during the U.S. tour, uh, Meg White apparently just said that was that. She, up and she was done. Yeah. Yeah, they played and they played... Um, this this is from under the under great northern great white northern lights, which it came out three years later, um, but it has uh, all the it's all from all different places, and um, I I had it I took it out from the library, 
So I didn't have the liner notes, and I couldn't find them anywhere. So I don't know where what track was in Winnipeg. Though on the DVD, they do the wheels on the bus from when they were on the transit Yeah, uh, in Winnipeg on the day of the show. So, yeah, they were up all at Callaway, everything, eh? Yep. I think they were in at Callaway. They, and were, and they did everything. One of, somewhere in Nunavut, right? Yep. Yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty awesome. Miss that band. Holy fuck. They were great. Uh, so now I guess we're on part two. Bonus round. Bonus round. So now we're going to, because uh, just didn't want to make it totally obvious in the first list. Yep. We decided to save our top five. So uh, a few episodes ago, we'll go back and listen. Yes. I know a lot of you have because of all the positive comments. Yeah, well, uh, everybody wanted an archive, so we finally did it, and yes. it was just like fucking pandemonium. So we did our top 25 bands each, and uh, we decided we would take our top five bands. Yep. And we would talk about, A, did we see them? B, yep. if so, yes, when did we see them? And then C, is that the show that, that you wish you'd seen them at, or is there another time where you wish you'd seen them? Absolutely. Uh, now, my top five bands, uh, I have seen uh, all of them. Okay. I have only seen three of mine. So uh, I will start with, I'm trying to think. I think, yeah, this is in order. No, it's not. Oh, yeah, I remember my order. My number five band, they were on the Super Bowl a week ago. Yes. Um, Apparently all this music never existed because they didn't play a fucking thing from before X and Y. but. Uh, so this is Coldplay. No, they did the intro to Clocks, though, didn't they? They did the intro to Clocks, just the piano part. Oh, yeah. And uh, Chris Martin did sing uh, Look at the Stars, Look How They Shine for You as all the little kids and people ran out onto the field. There you go. So this, this is Coldplay. Coldplay, for those of you who don't know. And this is a track called Everything's Not Lost, which I played yep. uh, before, but I love the live version because he gets the, he gets the, the crowd to sing it. It's so good. And uh, it's awesome. And this is taken from a concert in Paris in 2002, which was the year that we saw Coldplay at First Avenue. Oh, it was awesome. In Minneapolis. And I will say that was the time to see them. That sure was. We at the hit, height of their powers. Yeah, we hit this one. And again, height of their powers in for us, club. right? In a club. Yes. And we say height of their powers as in like height of for our us. fandom for them. Yes. They're clearly at the height of their powers, their commercial powers now. Yes. But uh, right before they blew up, we saw them, and it was fucking great. Yeah, I remember that shit. That was so good. So, so uh, he, and, and saw, yeah, it was, what that, was that, that's when we went to Chicago. Yes. Yes, so we saw so many My Vias as well. Yes, we did. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, Coldplay. Yeah, we've talked about the, the decline. Yes, we don't need to talk too much. It's no. it's it's a little tragic, but you know what? We always have that music. I and again, those concerts are all on uh, YouTube. I, I listen to them kind of when I'm plugging in data at work. Yep. And I love it, and then I get mad because <laughs> yeah. it's like it's just like I don't know what we're. I'm like this band what disappeared. Happened? This band disappeared. Yeah, they got replaced with robots. Yeah. So, anyways, we I ranted about this before. So. Yes. Okay. Good stuff. Coldplay. Love it. Um, this, I do not have a live track for this. Um, uh, my, uh, my number five, uh, artist of all time. Okay. Oh, it's this machine. And it is, you just found some stuff, didn't you? Yeah, I found, uh, I found some, some stuff I didn't know existed. I, I don't have my dirty hands on them yet, but I hope to get my hands on it. Uh, Mystery Machine is, uh, a Vancouver band, um, an alt rock 
band, but really like an indie out rock band. Not very, not super popular. Um, I'll start with my uh, when I saw them. I saw them on April twentieth, nineteen ninety three, at the Spectrum Cabaret, now known as the Pyramid. I've told the story before. Opening for Pure. Yeah. Um, uh, the it was it was fun. I was blown away. They were awesome. Uh, the the guitars broke uh, broke strings and just kept fucking thrashing away. It was awesome. Uh, my dad picked me up before Pure played. Apparently, what I didn't mention before, though, is that Pure played, and I remember now, is that all my buddies who were there uh, saw Pure, and Pure, it, apparently, it was a hoot nanny, and they all got to go on stage and party while the band played. <laughs> it was a, not a well-attended show. Okay. <laughs> uh, Mystery Machine stuck with me, got glazed, their their debut album, awesome album, I've always said, is uh, one of the greatest albums ever. Uh, they went with uh, 10 Speed was their second one in 95, got some radio play. They did a third album or in 98, then they went away and then they came back like a few years ago with a, with a pretty solid album, but I couldn't find anything good uh, online on YouTube. It was all kind of bad quality video, but I'd love to see them again. I would have probably rather see them maybe around 95 would have been the best time to see them. I don't know where probably would have been just in a club, but yeah, but still 93 was fucking awesome, but they were an opening band. They played like five or six songs. So yeah, still mystery machine. At least you saw it, right? Yep. And and you know, searching mystery machine on YouTube fucking sucks. By the way, it's all <laughs> fucking Scooby Doo garbage. Anyway, of course. Uh, my number four artist band. Here we go. Yes, yes, yes. I can't wait to talk. So bad, good. Yep. This is a clip from when he played at uh, the Capitol Music Hall in Ottawa in 2003, a show that I was at. Yep. The uh, Avalanche Tour. Oh. They have a whole bunch of uh, live clips Height of his from. Powers. Yeah, they have a whole bunch of clips from when he played Metropolis as well in Montreal. So, I. This is. I think it's a tie. This was yep. the right time. Yep. For sure. If they had toured after Audio of Being. Yes. Uh, that would have been great as well. But they didn't. I, I, I saw them right before Audio of Being came out. Did and they play songs from Audio of Being? Uh, yes. Uh, it was at um, at the Forks on Canada Day 2001. Oh, that's right. Enough. Fuck off. Yep. <laughs> I fucking remember that. I was like, oh, they're playing and I'm in Edmonton, like, rotting. <laughs> Yeah, God yeah, damn Kid it. Tetris, Kid Tetris, and I, and uh, yeah, it was it was it was a good show. It was tense. They were in the, they were they finished recording the album, and like that was like the, the, that was the end of the band, and uh, it was tense. There wasn't a lot of banter, nothing. No way. No, and that good is you know is is enigmatic in that way, especially back then. But it was worse. But it was still good. It was it was a powerful show. But yeah, right, Avalanche Tour. And yes. of course, uh, we've both seen them, you know, multiple times. I, I, so the first time I saw them was at uh, Sunfest 99. Saw them, and then I saw them play at the Convention Center. Yep. And at Capitol Music Hall, and I don't know if there was a fourth time. Okay, and I, I know another time, and we'll touch on that when we get to mine. Okay. Because obviously Matt Good's in mine. Okay. But yes, great choice. What's what Was that... Was that um, 21st century living. It was, and the talking clips are uh, are George Bush. 
Like just straight up George Bush. Oh yeah, uh, just great. I I don't know. Uh, you can say so much. Yeah, such such a good. And of course, uh, we we never talk about Matt Good on the sleepover. No, never. So you're getting a special treat today, folks. <laughs> All right, uh, my number four band. Uh, never saw them. You can play them. Well, this is Pixies, and I would definitely want to see this show. Glastonbury, June 1989. Oh. This is a bootleg from an FM broadcast of the show in Europe, and uh, amazing. This is Height of Powers. Yes. They fucking plowed through their set, too. It's just, just, like, rifled through it. It was amazing. I'm yeah, gonna, I, I don't know what to say. I mean, I missed, I missed out on Pixies. I've talked about it before. Um, I had a chance to see them. I don't know why I didn't go in 2004. And then again, whenever the last time they came. Ridiculous. What the fuck's wrong with me? I'm going to put a little egg on your face. What? Pixies are your number five band. Are they? Yes. Mystery Machine is your number four. Oh, I just I just missed it. I just oh. missed it. <sighs> Fuck me. Uh, we're not, go to- you know what? I know you want me to... Uh, that makes more sense. To edit this, but I will not. Do not edit it. It's a yeah. mistake. Yeah, people will just that, have to fuck feel me. Your uh, that is absolutely true. And I was thinking about it when it started playing. I was like, "Is this really my fourth? <laughs> I was like, "That's strange." But anyway, there you go, Pixies, Glastonbury. That would have yeah, been a rad. great show. Uh, all right, my number three band of all time, who I have seen but not here. In. So 11 years after your Glastonbury show with the Pixies. Yep. 2000. Uh, Travis. Yeah, and you saw him early on, too. No, I, I did not. Oh, you didn't. I did. You would have liked to have seen this. I would have liked to have seen this. That's right. Yeah. So, Travis, um, they played. Uh, here's the. Beautiful. So they um, they played in '99. They played like a secondary stage at Glastonbury. Yeah. And uh, it's a famous story. Uh, right before they played, "Why Does It Always Rain on Me," it was like a sunny day. And then when they the song played, it fucking poured. Oh man! And it, it kind of added to the like. It kind of put them over. Like Prince playing "Purple Rain" in the rain at the Super Bowl. Yeah. This yeah this moment like just kind of put them over. And yeah. so. Uh, the next year they're on the main stage. So the this the next year you can you can only find a few clips of the '99 show, but 2000 yeah. you get the full set anywhere, and yeah. uh, they're playing in front of like I don't know like what seventy thousand people standing there. Yep. Uh, that's the height of their powers, as far as I'm concerned. You could the next year they played to a similar crowd, and that was uh, stuff from Invisible Band. Yep. So that was also awesome. I saw them for the first time in 2003, so not too long after. But yeah. uh, but they'd already there had already been like a steep decline in uh, yeah in their you know in what they were uh, and of course I've only seen them here in uh, Canada and the U S yeah so you're talking about oh. like you you're talking about I saw them at Coachella um, but they uh, they were an early band like they were an afternoon band yeah so decent crowd but not crazy and then otherwise in clubs but to have seen them in something like I, I'm privileged to have seen them in a club but it yeah. would have been awesome to be. 
Oh, well, they'll be there, absolutely. So anyways. They got a new album coming out, eh? They do. They All do. Right. We'll, see. we'll see how that goes. Their albums have been fine. They... I'll tell you, though, I, I heard some of that new Block Party. Oof. I didn't listen. Oh, my God. Block Party. Dude, it doesn't sound good. Block Party bothers me because um, they have such a great drummer. And, yeah. then they, and then they insist on using drum machines, and it bothers me. Oh, don't. It's like, why don't... would you do that? I heard I heard a couple tracks and it's not it's not good. And Silent Alarm is so good. I know. <laughs> Such a good album and then it's just uh, it's just like, yeah. "Oh, we're going to try this." And uh nope. Yeah, there you go. Anyways. All right. So number 3, my <laughs> third art the number 3 artist of all time. Shocking I, that you haven't seen him. <laughs> so shocking. Go ahead. Oh, here we go. Uh Yeah, what's happening, brother? Here's something else. We got a little thing called Foxy Lady. My fingers will move as you see. You don't hear no sounds as you hear, but dig this. Yeah. Can you fucking imagine? I can't. Like, I just can't. I, I think that it, it's, it's just Jimi Hendrix, people. He died what? in 1970, oh, so, you know, not many people have seen him <laughs> who are alive that we know anyway. Uh, Monterey Pop Festival would be where I'd want to see him. It's the night he lit his guitar on fire during Wild Thing. Yes. And it's the first Jimi Hendrix live album I ever had. And it was amazing. And it's Foxy Lady, so I, I thought maybe the Worldly Gentlemen were coming out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. Jimi Hendrix. Uh, that would be like the, the one of the greatest guitarists of all time, just in, in the zone. And, and like good songs. You know, you see all those, all those virtuoso guitarists and their music fucking stinks. Oh, it's it's Ingley Malmsteen. Fuck that. <laughs> Jimmy Hendrix was such a good songwriter on top of being such a great guitarist. I would, Fucking I would, awesome. Yeah. I, I don't even, it's not much to talk about. It's Jimmy Hendrix for fuck's sake. Uh, my number two, um, in probably about 2006, I wrote a blog post back on a good old MySpace. Oh, yeah. Uh, about bands. Here is a list of bands who I want to see in concert. Okay. And I was like, there are two on this list who I don't think I'll ever see. And I ended up seeing them. One yep. was the police. Yep. Because I was like, well, they hate each other. They'll never tour again. <laughs> money. <laughs> money talks. Money, 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 money. The other one, I was like, I just don't think that they're going to play together again because yep. they just haven't in forever. And yep. uh, they did. Go for it. Now, this is actually not from when I saw them. No, it's Genesis. I would expect you to choose something a little, a little, a little further back. I saw them in 2007 in Toronto. Yep. They actually opened that show with this song, but an octave lower. Oh, really? <laughs> well, yeah, so because vocals. you know, it's, yeah, because it's old Phil, right? Yep. Uh, this is from 1980. It would be the Duke World Tour, of course. Of course, the Duke World Tour. This was the world tour. I love fucking pulling up old footage of these shows. Grainy video, but beautiful sound. Yep. Two hour sets, double drum kits, fucking like, you know, dirty hippie. Yeah. Looking. Phil has rocks this amazing beard. And then yeah. and then all of a sudden, like partway through the tour, he's all super clean shaven. Like his hair, everything is all super short. Well, you know, these tours go on a long time. Yes, I guess so, right? It's like they change their hair. You got you got to keep up with the times, and you know they got to you get different kind of aesthetic, absolutely. But anyway, Genesis anywhere from 1980 to 1983. Yeah, the Invisible Touch stuff and the Wembley Stewart, uh, Wembley Stadium stuff would have been cool. 
Yeah. But this is kind of still, you know, arenas, but a little dirty still. Yeah. So oh, awesome. So anyway. Yeah, no, Genesis would be rad to see back then. So yeah, say so, what? Yeah, just jamming. I out. would have been interested to see like 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 Pete Genesis too. That would have been kind of weird and would crazy. Have been, yeah, it would have been really weird. All cost- you, well, those costume changes and shit. Like yeah. maybe maybe like 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 later into the seventies. You know. I will say when I saw Genesis in two thousand and seven, because they still do a lot of medleys where they play like old shit, and it's just yeah. you know instrumental breaks for fifteen minutes because they're prog yeah, rock, yeah. right? Yeah. Just sitting there outdoors. Just fucking having them just jam out to whatever like seventy shit that they were playing was so awesome. Good. Just awesome. That'd be, That'd be great. Genesis. All right. A classic. Yes. All right. I'm swapping one and two for oh. aesthetic purposes only. Okay. So you can play. You can play. Well, no. Play number. Play my. Play my number fourteen. But okay. I'm swapping my number two and number one artists. Of course. Yeah. Let it hit and then we'll talk. Yes. So this track is Matt Good live at Massey Hall in 2008. Beautiful. Um, what would I choose? Uh, again, we've seen so many. I'm going to choose uh, one that we were both at. Uh, Matthew Good Band. May 2nd, 2000 at Le Rendezvous. Oh, God, yeah. So you and I go. I got a, I got a, I got a press. I got a photo pass for the projector at the Red River. I got the press. I got the credentials to take photos. So I got, you know, got to go. So we go, and it's Matthew Good Band. It's, you know, we're, we're talking a year out from the inevitable breakup. Uh, supporting Beautiful Midnight. Uh, Matt Good out. They come out, play Giant right out of the gate. He's got the fucking Kabuki mask on, <laughs> and it was awesome. I remember that concert being there, and uh, there's an ex-girlfriend there, so I spent the whole time talking to Big Red <laughs> to avoid my ex-girlfriend, yep. who was watching it with us. I was all, fucking go away. <laughs> so Big Red was there, so we chatted. It was good. Yep. Fucking show. I'll choose Le Rendezvous as my, as my favorite one. Just and I could choose I could choose anything solo obviously great but just the original lineup not the original lineup sorry I've seen the original lineup once I've talked about it before Pyramid Cabaret 1998 I saw the original lineup with Jeff Lloyd on bass but this had Rich, Rich, Rich Prisky on bass but still great show Matthew Goodband oh it's beautiful awesome all right my number one Pete I can imagine the moment it would have been funky to see Peter Gabriel in, uh, like you said, with Genesis, and also it like in the '76 to '80, yeah, period. But I love Secret World Live. Yeah, this is the opening track. It's "Come Talk to Me." It's like the theatrics of it. I don't. It's super corny, but it like he this fucking phone booth comes up. Yep. And uh, and he's in the phone booth singing. And then he comes out, and he's dragging, he's holding the handset, and he's dragging the cord behind him, walking all the way across the stage. All the, on the other side is Paula Cole, who's singing on this tour. And uh, the song's called Come Talk to Me, so he, like, gets all the way across the stage, and they bust out the chorus, and then the fucking cord all drags him back. Nice! And it's like, it's just, you know, it's, it's corny, but it's great. 
And the whole yeah, show, like... Height of his solo powers. Yeah, like, I, uh, gr- I grabbed... Uh, I have this on CD. It's a double CD. I have the DVD. Yep. Everything. Oh, yeah. The Secret World the Tour. It's, it's a good watch, if anybody... It's on YouTube. Yes. Go fucking watch it, because it's it's Peter Gabriel. It's it's good shit. So, again, I saw Peter Gabriel three times. Uh, and uh, But that was... The first time was in 2002. Then in 2003. And then in 2011. So, just, you know, good... I mean, it's awesome, but yep. uh, but that this would have been the time. I this think. would have been the time to see it. Two thousand, or sorry, nineteen ninety two, ninety one, ninety two. That would have been great, absolutely. So it's no surprise. Uh, my number two band was Pearl Jam. I swapped it with Matthew Good. Um, I've seen Pearl Jam four times. Um, I'll talk a little bit more about it after. Uh, here's the show I was at, and it's the best show I've seen by them. I let it. F- Go for a bit just for a talking point. Wait for the opening line. So if you want Eddie Vedder at his growling peak. Sunfest 93, August 14th. Uh, I still don't believe that they played that fucking show. Like, I don't get it. Like, did they play Gimli? They played fucking Gimli Sunfest. I, it was like, it was out of nowhere. We were like, what the fuck? Pearl Jam's coming? It was a, it was major. It was a major thing. So we got tickets. Fucking Al Golden got them for us. Nice. Because uh, old Jay Williams lived next door to fucking uh, uh, Al Golden. And, you know, he got us tickets. We fucking went. Uh, we didn't stay. We we just went for the day. Um, Watchmen fifty four forty Pearl Jam. I remember it rained the whole fucking day. We sat in this Lincoln Continental in the rain because it wasn't the, the the grounds weren't open. Like it was open. the The midway thing was open with all the shops and stuff, the little the little booths and stuff. But like they they hadn't opened the fe- the festival gates to the to the uh, to the stage all day long. They just you sat there in the car. Like, and it's raining and it's fucking gross. And we're all like just, you know, like fucking 16 year olds hanging out. We we get in, we wait in line to get into the grounds, playing fucking Rage Against the Machines album on a fucking loop. <laughs> um, I remember buying the first uh, disc of the Dissident single, which is the Live in Atlanta that they had. No, no, that's sorry. That's not true because that came out in 94. I bought something else there. 10 European version. And, uh, yeah, Pearl Jam, uh, but they were on tour with Neil Young. So they get out to Gimli, and they fucking go crazy when they're allowed to play, uh, be the headliner. And Vedder's fucking drunk, and uh, it's amazing. And he's got the growl. He didn't change his voice yet, because, you know, he changed his voice as he went on. <laughs> Everybody Im- mimicked him, so he kind of changed it, which was for the better. But uh, just angry Pearl Jam, because Versus is, again, height of their powers. Uh, angry fucking album. Just angry as shit. Because, you know, it's just Zeddy Vetter. <laughs> and uh, I remember a guy pissed on my leg while we were watching the show. <laughs> and if you... This uh, this concert video is easily available on YouTube. Um, at the end of the show, fucking Cajun Man on fucking screen. Because he was way closer than I was. And at the end of the show, uh, my dad was waiting for me on the highway. And I waited at the gate. And he was mad at me because I didn't come out for like 30 minutes. I was waiting <laughs> in the wrong place. Dads. So yeah, Pearl Jam. Uh, I've seen them four times uh, in Fargo, in the Fargo Dome in 2003. 
2005 in Winnipeg and 2011 in Winnipeg, but yeah, you know, I got a soft spot. The other shows are probably better, but I got a soft spot for, for classic Pearl Jam. I, I'm totally with you. See them yeah. when, you know, at the Ross time. Yeah. At the absolute, like where it's like, it's like the, the authentic, like when they're super popular, it was pretty good. Pretty good. So that's it. Whoa. All right. There it is again. I think I meant to do this. Yes, we saw the Rolling Stones. We did not stay. No, we they set up chairs. We set up metal chairs for five dollars an hour and free admission to the concert. Yep. Uh, Nineteen ninety-seven. Yep. Bridges to Babylon tour. I don't know if they played this. I don't fucking know. I don't barely. I remember going to Foodie Goodie. You, you know what? To be honest with you, like looking back, it's like I would have stayed for a Rolling Stones show. Now I wouldn't well, go. Yeah, to, I, I wish I wish I had stayed to watch it. I wouldn't go I think to we one. We saw Satisfaction, and we were like, "All right, let's fucking go." I wouldn't go to one. Like I wouldn't pay to go to it. But if I was Not there, now, no fucking way. Um, I remember uh, because uh, Ali O'Gratton, yep, his brother helped set up too, and we were standing around. And after like four songs, Ali O'Gratton's brother's like, "I just realized something." We're like, "What?" He's like, "I don't care." <laughs> we were like, all right, so we left. Oh man, oh man! But, like I'm thinking about my dad; he would have loved to have been there, and I'm all there, acting like an asshole. <laughs> but we made some bucks. Made made a few bucks, got some foodie nasty, and uh, <laughs> saw the stones. Foodie goody, or as as uh, Kamikaze called it, doggy kitty. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it for episode 31 of the Mezzanine Sleepover. Yeah, thanks. Hope you enjoyed uh, Les Concerts. Thanks for going down a concert memory lane with us. Um, and, uh, find all this stuff at uh, mezzanine sleepover wordpress.com and yep. at mezzanine sleepover on Twitter. And if you're not listening to this on iTunes, you're stupid. Just download yeah. it. Like, just subscribe to it. Yeah, just subscribe and you'll hear the... You can get the latest five or six. And we have them all archived at Mixcloud. It, so it's like me... It. It's like having me and uh, Megamix.com just show up at your door every week to chat. I know. It's 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 so fucking good. Uh, so, you know, do it. Uh, uh, and uh, we, are, we haven't cooked up anything for the next shows. So we'll see what we come up with. All right. Well, until then, I am at sleep with five eyes. At Megamix.com, all one word, and we'll talk to you guys later. Ready? Go! Go!